0: Welcome back to the show. I got just a normal episode for you guys today. Uh, I had my interview with one of my old high school teachers, um, Mr. Sunderman, Mark Sunderman, that came out on Wednesday. If you haven't listened to that, go listen to that. It was a fun one. But I wanted to give a normal episode this week as well. So this week you get two episodes. because The King of Staten Island came out and I watched it, so I wanted to be able to talk about it and not have to wait until, um, next week, I guess. So, yeah, I'm here to talk about, uh, I just have one bit of, like, movie news, I guess. Actually, um, yeah, it looks like a couple different pieces of news, um, And I'll also be talking about a couple different shows that I watched. And um, I also watched, looks like, five different movies. So, yeah. Um, Let's just hop into it. Uh, The first thing I want to talk about, I'll just talk about the two trailers that came out. Um, We had a trailer for the new Hulu original movie it stars Andy Samberg and Kristen uh how do you, how do you say that Miliati Miliati um basically the mom from how i met your mother if you haven't if you haven't watched that show then uh, i don't know what else she's been in i know she's been in more but i just can't name anything off the top of my head but everybody knows Andy Sandberg from, uh, you know, The Lonely Island. Or he also was in, voiced in those um, Hotel Transylvania movies. He's been in a lot of um, animated movies, actually. I believe he was in Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs as well. And probably a few other things that I can't remember off the top of my head. But uh, he's also in that show Brooklyn Nine-Nine and, yeah, he's been in a lot of shit, so I'm pretty sure a lot of people know who he is. But, yeah, this movie looks interesting, It it's called Palm Springs, <clears throat> and the trailer came out for it. I would suggest checking it out. I guess the plot is these two people meet at a wedding, and then, I guess, they she, like, follows him into this, like, cave-licking thing, and then, yeah, it's, it's basically, like, um, Groundhog Day with, um, Bill, um, Bill Murray, if you've seen that, um, basically just, like, living the day over and over endlessly, um, and I don't know, it looks like a interesting take on that idea, um, basically where, you know, they're in it together, I guess. Um, and I don't know. It, it just looks like it's gonna kind of expand on that idea. It looks like, um, JK Simmons is in it as well. And, uh, looks like he might be like part of that endless cycle. It might, it looks like there might be more than just him and her. I don't know, it looks interesting, and I really want to check it out. It looks funny, it looks, I know the idea of it isn't exactly original, but, I don't know, just the way they make it look, it looks original to me, I don't know, I'm I'm looking forward to checking it out, I know it comes out, like, next month, I want to say like 17th or something like that, Um. so yeah, definitely look out for that, I know I'm going to be watching it once it comes out just to uh, get that review out, but yeah, I'm curious to see how it is, Um, and then the other thing I want to talk about is Star Wars Squadron, it's a new game coming out, I believe in October, Um, either that or September, but yeah, basically what it is, is like a dogfighting game set in the Star Wars universe, as far as I know, And you can either play as the Empire or, um, you know, the Rebels. I don't know if there's gonna be, um... What do you call it? The First Order and... Oh, shit. What do they call them in there? The Reliance? I I can't fucking remember. That's That just shows you how little I care about the newer Star Wars movies. Um or, you know, the Republic, and I guess you you could call it, like, the pre-Empire, maybe the Sith, um, I feel like there's a specific name for it, but I can't remember, I'm not the smartest person when it comes to Star Wars stuff, I'm a pretty basic fan, but, yeah, I mean, it looks cool, and I'll probably end up checking it out, and um, go check out the trailer, I know there was, uh, a gameplay trailer as well, but I did not watch that yet, um, but we'll see how the gameplay is, and if it's any good, hopefully it is, I think it might be an EA game, so, you know, we'll see, I know there's, like, a big stigma around EA games, and all that shit, so, yeah, we'll definitely have to wait and see, but, Maybe it'll be good. Um, So let me talk about the two shows I have to talk about, and then we'll get into the movies, because I have fewer shows to talk about than movies. Um, Let's just start with F is for Family. Um, So this is an adult cartoon, I guess you could say, like Family Guy or Simpsons. um, You know, basically one of those types of shows. And... It has the voice casting of Bill Burr, Laura Dern, um... Here, let me look at my notes. I wrote it down somewhere. Maybe. Let's just hit it right here. Yes. Um, yeah, Laura Dern, Justin Long, um... Let's see... Debbie... Derry, dairy Derryberry. What is that An actual per- person? I guess so. Um, Haley Reinhardt, Sam Rockwell. Yeah, Sam Rockwell. Uh, you guys know they. You guys know I fucking love Sam Rockwell. Um, also Vin Vince Vaughn is in it, uh, for a few episodes. Definitely has some uh, cool people in it. But the main reason I watched it is because Bill Burr. I love Bill Burr. I listened to his Monday morning podcast. I listened to Bill Burt. Uh, I listened to most of the Joe, Joe Rogan podcasts he's been on and various other podcasts. Uh, I listened to his specials a lot. And, yeah, he's just a really funny guy. Um, and also he was in The King of Staten Island. And I went and watched uh, F is for Family after I watched that, um, I just started it, so I'm, like, probably just halfway through season two, um, but, yeah, I really love it so far, it's super funny, and, uh, yeah, it's basically about this dad in the 70s, I believe it's 76, maybe 78, but, yeah, it's in the 70s, and, They're just a really dysfunctional family. The daughter is just something else. She's hilarious. She might be one of my favorite characters. Um, The mom is... I don't want to spoil anything because I want people to watch it. but The mom is... It is the 70s, so she's kind of like... The dad's like, stay at home, take care of the kids, cook and clean but she wants to go out and actually provide for her family and work and stuff like that, which is good. But, you know, it's the 70s, so, uh, yeah. It's not the best time for women. But, yeah, the dad is really funny, and he does care about the children. Everybody does love each other, and you can see that, but they're just so dysfunctional so that, like, you think they hate each other, but you know at the end of the day that they don't. And the dad's just, like, yelling all the time. He's Bill Burr. He does that so well. And he just makes me laugh. But this show is so good. And if you haven't checked it out by now, you really should. It's on Netflix. It's the Netflix original. And it's written by Bill Burr as well. So, written and created by him. So, yeah, definitely check it out. Um, I highly recommend it. And I also highly recommend this next show I'm going to talk about, Chernobyl. It is a HBO miniseries, so there's only, uh, there's only five episodes, um, and they're both, or they're all about an hour, um, 50 minutes to an hour. 50, yeah, 50 minutes to an hour, um, so yeah, it's definitely gonna take a big chunk out of your, you know, day or week or however long it takes you to watch it but, I mean, you can binge it, but it's pretty heavy shit to watch, uh, but I do love history, and, um, if you heard me talking in the last episode with Mr. Sunderman, uh, I said that I wanted to go to Chernobyl, and I really do, I've been fascinated with it for a long time, and, um, yeah, I just want to go explore that place, to be honest, before it starts to get populated again, which it already is slowly starting to, you know, have people move back in. But uh, Pripyat is the closest city to the plant, and as of this year, it's still nobody lives there. Too dangerous. But, yeah, it's really insane. Um, and I just love history I'm a huge history buff. And so I watched this. Uh, Stellan Skarsgård is in this. He does an incredible job. Um, and the main actor... Um, let me see if I can find his name. Because he did a really good job. Um, I'm probably not going to be able to find it, to be honest. Um, yeah, maybe not. Oh, well. But yeah, the main actor was really good in this, and, uh, yeah, I would recommend it if you get the chance, I know HBO Max just came out, Uh, I'm not sure if it's on there, I'm pretty sure it would be, but, um, yeah, definitely go check it out, it's pretty heavy shit to watch, but it's very well made, and the CGI for, you know, various scenes, they do it very well, um, yeah, so HBO just makes really impressive shit, uh, I will be watching the Watchmen series that came out on HBO, I don't know if that's gonna be a reoccurring series, or if it's just, like, one season and done, I believe it might, might be one season and done, but I heard that's really good, so I'll have to go watch that, um, don't know how long it'll take me to watch it, because it I think there's like 10 episodes and they're about an hour each, so it's going to take even longer to watch that. Um and then I'm also watching movies on top of that and playing video games, so uh yeah. Definitely got a lot going going on but at the same time I don't <laughs> Oh well. Um always trying to keep myself busy especially during this time. But uh yeah. Next thing I'll talk about. Let's just get into the movies, I suppose. Um, let's talk about. I'm gonna. I'm gonna save King of Staten Island for last. I think that might be a good idea. Um, let's just talk about Defy Bloods first. So this is directed by Spike Lee. Uh, as far as I know, I've never watched the Spike Lee movie. Um, but yeah. I'm going to be honest. I didn't pay a bunch of attention to this movie. It just really didn't captivate me. Um, I don't know. I just thought the story was kind of lackluster. Uh, you can say what you want about that. Or if you've seen it and you fucking love it, I'm sorry. But it, I don't know. The plot just wasn't that interesting to me. It was about these Vietnam veterans going to, like, I believe find the remains of one of their old, just like a soldier that they, you know, were with, um, Storm and Norman, who's played by Chadwick Boseman in, uh, like, uh, flashbacks, and also, not to spoil anything, but, um, like, kind of hallucinations, um, I don't know. I liked the social commentary of this movie, especially on, like, how we... how people perceive war, you know, especially veterans. Um, And a lot of people, including myself, think that Vietnam was not a necessary war. Um, And, yeah, it was just really messed up dude but uh i'm gonna be honest i don't know a whole lot about the vietnam war but i just know that it was like you know pretty pretty pointless and unnecessary and uh yeah so and i also like the social commentary on you know um black lives matter and stuff like that it was a big element in this movie, um, and that was, in a sense, one of the problems with the movie. I felt like the, the message came first, and the plot came second, you know, um, I haven't really heard any reviews on this movie to see what else, um, what other people think, and I've only seen it the one time, so, um, maybe I'll have to watch it again and if let's see if I like it I I do think it was made fucking beautifully but the plot just I couldn't get past how you know how fucking boring it was like it was a bunch of old guys in the jungle and shit well they didn't even get to the jungle until like almost towards the end of the movie um I don't know I feel like, uh, like I said, just like the message of it came first before the plot. And it was made very, I don't know, uh, like the aspect ratio um, for like flashbacks, it changed. I can't remember what the aspect ratio is called, but basically like a square. The way they filmed flashbacks was fucking cool. Um, It was filmed very cool, I liked the cinematography, I liked the overall messages, I thought they were, you know, conveyed very well, but the plot just, it was so beyond, I I don't want to call it, it wasn't simple, it was just, you know, what the fuck was the point, I don't know, I don't get the point. But other than that, it was good. <laughs> it's just the plot didn't make any sense to me, to be honest. Um, so, yeah. You guys can hate me if you love this movie, but I just... I don't know. It had a lot going for it, and sorry, the fucking neighbors with the loud-ass truck. Um, but, yeah... It had a lot going for it, but the plot was just... Didn't make sense to me. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. But... Uh, let's talk about 1917. So... This movie, I already saw once. But it came out before I actually started doing this podcast. So... I didn't end up reviewing it on this podcast. So I'm just gonna do it now. Um... Obviously, this movie was filmed to look like all in one take. It was not all one take because that's practically impossible, especially for what they were trying to do with this movie. Um, it's about uh, two soldiers who are sent to basically go tell... Um, I believe it was... What do you call it? Um, not the platoon, but basically just... He had to, they, they had to go and tell this one general dude to not attack because it was, um, like a trap basically. And yeah, it takes place in world war one and it's a pretty simple plot. Kind of, I don't want to say simple plot. (coughs) Sorry. I need to take a drink. Um, It's a fairly simple, like, mission. Well, I don't want to say simple. Yeah, it is a simple plot. They have to get from point A to point B. But, I don't know. The way it's filmed, if it wasn't filmed to look like all one shot, it probably wouldn't have been that great of a movie. But it adds to the story because you, like, see everything, you know, and I feel like there's a lot of movies that, well, a lot of war movies that portray war very well, like Saving Private Ryan, um, that beginning, like, D-Day scene, I believe it is, or wait, is it? Battle of Normandy? Yeah, I believe so, um, that scene is probably one of the, like, most realistic, graphic, um, heartbreaking, but also one of the most amazing, you know, portrayals of war in a movie um and i really should talk about that movie at some point Uh, i probably will um actually because i should do like um now i'm thinking about it actually i should do like maybe some sort of uh july 4th like um independent state stuff I actually haven't seen the movie Independence Day, uh, so maybe I'll check that out, and maybe watch some, like, war movies, specifically, like, ones, um, about Americans, not British people, because this was British people, uh, World War One, but as far as I know, the Americans weren't in World War One. but I could be wrong, but... This was about, you know, the British people, so, versus the Germans. Um, before they were Nazis, I guess. I don't know a whole lot about World War I. I know quite a bit about World War II. I don't really, I've never really, like, paid a lot of attention to the war stuff in terms of, like, history class and stuff like that. Um,. World War Two, I do know quite a bit about, but that's probably the only, well, eh, I don't really know a whole lot about the Revolutionary War, I know a bit about the Civil War, I've been to Gettysburg, it was pretty cool actually, um, but yeah, I really do like history, so anything, any movies about some, something having to do with history, I fucking love, uh, I believe the director of this was Sam Mendes, and I th- think, as far as I know, it's actually about his, like, I think, great-grandfather, maybe great-great-grandfather, probably great-grandfather. Um, and it was... Let me look at my notes here. I need to see the names. I don't know if the names are accurate to who they actually were, or if they were changed, but let me see Dean Charles Chapman Lance Corporal Corporal Blake um and then George McKay was Lance Corporal Schofield um I'm not going to spoil anything for you guys um but Schofield I guess is like the main character um but yeah um and I guess Sam Mendez his um this story is about his great-grandfather as far as I know that's what I've heard um and there's also a lot of um a lot of appearances from big name actors but only like brief brief appearances it's kind of crazy to see like these huge actors for only a few minutes if that um Mark Strong for example Richard Madden Benedict Cumberbatch uh, Andrew Scott, if you know him from uh, Sherlock, and I can't remember what else he's been in, but I've, oh, he was also in Black Mirror in season six, I believe. Um, I need to rewatch that show. That was such a good show. But yeah, lots of cool people in this movie. If you haven't seen it, I highly suggest it. It's so good. It's shot incredibly. And yeah, just go watch it. Um next movie I'll talk about, I literally just finished watching like under an hour ago. It's the Big Lebowski. I've watched it once before. Um, fun facts, my friend Dallas, who I had on the podcast a few episodes a few episodes ago, actually dressed up as um the dude for Halloween. Um it has Jeff Bridges, uh <clears throat> what's his name? Uh I look at my notes here. Uh uh Steve Buscemi's in it as Donnie. Uh John Goodman as Walter. Jeff Bridges, Jeff Bridges plays the dude. Um Philip Seymour Hoffman is in it as well. And uh Julianne Moore. But yeah, this is a classic. Kind of a stoner movie if you haven't seen it. Um But yeah, it's really funny and just Um, what can I say? Um, Jeff Bridges is incredible in this movie. It's a side of Jeff Bridges you probably don't see because it's more of the comedic side. But, yeah, so many classic lines in this movie, and if you haven't checked it out yet, I would highly suggest it. I believe it came out in the 90s. Um, but, yeah. It kind of feels... Like, it came out in the 80s or 70s. But I'm pretty sure it came out in the 90s. Um, But, yeah, really funny movie. And, yeah, just really wacky. And great performances from everybody involved. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. Uh, Yeah, so next, let's talk about Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. So, this movie won an Oscar or Best Animated Picture, I believe, a couple of years ago when it came out. Um, and it definitely deserves it. This is one of the most creative and innovative like animation movies I've seen. Basically what they do with it, and a lot of people, well, I don't want to say a lot of people, but some people had a problem with this, kind of made it look like it was a 3D movie without wearing the glasses. Um, but what they actually did with it was they animated it to look like a comic book page. And honestly, this is the most comic book-feeling superhero movie I've ever seen. Um, I mean, there was this one scene in particular where... um, Hold up, let me look at the cast here. Um, Jake Johnson, yes. His character, Peter B. Parker, um, steals a bagel, and then throws it at somebody, and then it hits their head, and then it, like, you know, the, uh, comic book, like, POW thing that you see, it says Bagel, I don't know, it's just super creative, and it, you know, a lot of it has to do with the whole multiverse thing, which I really dig, um, and, yeah, the voice cast is incredible, it's Shamik Moore, I believe is how you say it, plays Miles Morales, um, jake johnson as peter b parker Haley steinfeld as gwen stacy mahershala ali as prowler slash uncle aaron that was kind of a spoiler but sorry about that if you haven't seen it by now that's on you um brian tyree henry who plays jefferson davis aka miles's dad which it when i first saw this i didn't know who that was but it's actually fucking cool now because he plays Al slash Paperboy in uh, Atlanta. And that's one of my favorite shows right now. But uh, yeah, Lily Tomlin as Aunt May. Um, John Mulaney as Spider-Ham. So yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm trying to see if there's any other like big things that stick out to me. That's what she said. Uh, Chris Pine plays Peter Parker um, basically the Miles Morales, um, Miles Morales universe version, but yeah, it's a very cool movie, very creative, has a lot of heart, so many great characters, and it's really funny, and just animated so perfectly, you know, if you haven't seen it by now, I highly suggest it, uh, it's great for kids, if you have kids who like superhero stuff, or if they've never really gotten into it and you want to try to get them into superheroes, have them check it out. It's it's kid-friendly, has a good story, has a good message, and it's made very well. Uh, yeah, so without further ado, let's talk about The King of Staten Island. I have been dying to see this movie since I saw the first trailer. I love Bill Burr. Um, a lot of people don't like him. But I love Pete Davidson. I love his, like, dark sense of humor. I've liked him on SNL and all that. Um, I watched that movie... Big Time Adolescence. I didn't care for it too much. But this movie was incredible. I'm sure a lot of you have heard by now that, you know, this was really good. And that everybody has to go check it out. But it's directed by Judd Apatow, who is one of my favorite directors. He's directed uh, stepbrothers, 40 year old virgin. He, uh, worked on that show love. I believe he directed the show love on, uh, Netflix, Netflix original. If you haven't checked that out, it's a pretty good one. Um, has Britta from community in it, but yeah, he's a great director. He wrote and directed this, um, and he wrote this alongside Pete Davidson kind of, it's about his dad loosely um his dad died on 911 he was a firefighter and um yeah basically they took the 911 aspect out of this movie because they didn't want that to be like a huge plot point cuz you know when you when you put that historical event into it that kind of like drives the whole movie and they didn't want to do that so they just had it that he died i believe it was in a hotel fire in the movie um And obviously, uh, Pete doesn't play Pete in this movie. He plays a character called Scott. And Scott, I believe, was actually the name of his father in real life. Um, But yeah, this movie had so much heart. And um, if you haven't seen it yet, definitely watch it. But go into it knowing that it's not an all-out comedy. Um, It will make you cry. It made me cry a number of times. Um, it definitely touches on a lot of mental health stuff, which I love that movies are, movies and TV are doing that a lot more nowadays, like spreading awareness and stuff like that. Um, and that shit really gets to me whenever I see it. Um, but yeah, this was a great movie. Bill Burr was fucking incredible. It has Marissa Tomei as well. Um, Steve Buscemi is in it too. And uh, yeah, it's just so good. If you haven't seen it, I recommend it it's worth 20 bucks to rent um just get like a couple people and watch it or if it's just you you know be like here here's my login go watch it or something like that if you trust people with your login um but yeah i highly recommend this movie it's probably gonna end up being my favorite movie this year um or at least in like the top three but we'll see. We'll see how Black Widow makes me feel. Um, but, yeah. It was a very good movie. And uh, my expectations were kind of high. I tried to lower them before I went into it. But it was kind of hard to lower my expectations after they were already high. But, uh, to be honest, they exceeded my expectations. Uh, the movie exceeded my expectations. So, um, I honestly couldn't recommend it more. Uh, I've already watched it twice. So I'll probably end up watching it one more time before my rental expires. But, yeah. I I fucking love this movie, and it has so much heart. Um, I don't know. And just great performances from Bill Burr, Pete Davidson, Marissa Tomei. Just all of them. All of them are so great. And, man. I can't get over how much I fucking love this movie. This might be, like, one of my favorite movies now, to be honest. Um, yeah. So that's about all I have for you guys today. I hope you enjoyed this one. Um, not, not like a crazy episode or anything like that, but I did want to talk about The King of Staten Island and, uh, also Chernobyl while they were both, uh, fresh on my mind-ish. Uh, yeah, but it's I'm I'm just I'm just chilling. I'm watching a lot of stuff. Uh I know that soon well not soon, but um the next episode by Dr. Dre, no okay. Snoop Dogg. Um but yeah, next episode should just be a normal one, I believe. Or actually maybe. I think I might be having a guest on next Saturday, should be, but I am, I'm not 100% sure, but yeah, it's like a fifth. well, I don't want to say 50, 50, there's more than a 50% chance that it's going to happen, so if that does happen, then that will come out uh, next Saturday. And, uh, if it doesn't happen, it'll just be a normal episode, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, uh, you'll probably only end up getting one episode next week. This week was just a special circumstance because I wanted to talk about these while it was fresh on my brain. So you got two episodes this week, but, uh, yeah, I also wanted to say I have some new merch up on Bonfire, uh, the merch store. If you go to my Facebook page, which is at Pop CulturePodcast SH, or just search uh, I believe PCP, although I think I might have changed it to Pop Culture Podcast. Just search for both. You'll find it. Um, I have a couple of links up there to the different pieces of merch that I uh, I created and put out there for you guys. There is a coffee mug which has a new design that I made. Um it is a basically um inspired by the office the show. It says pop culture podcast and then it has like a little stick figure doing a podcast. It's it's really cool. I fucking love it. I'll probably pu- end up putting it on a t-shirt eventually, but for now I just wanted to put it on a mug. I see I feel felt I just had a fucking stroke. I felt like that was pretty fitting to put it on there. Um, it's a pretty simple design, but at the same time, it's, it's pretty cool. And I like it a lot. Um, I also have, uh, unisex t-shirts and tank tops. Uh, it's a brand new design. It's pretty cool. I fucking love it. It's basically, it says PCP and then underneath it says pop culture podcast and, um, yeah that's like popcorn it kind of looks like a popcorn bucket it's fucking cool um yeah go check it out i fucking like it it's actually the new um the new uh what do you call it uh fucking cover art for the podcast so yeah and then um on the front it has that cover art design and on the back kind of like up towards your neck i guess uh it has the PCP logo which is the new official logo i fucking love it i think it looks nice so yeah um definitely go check out the merch it's fucking dope um and yeah i believe you can purchase all of my merch that i have um on that merch store so uh i also have a kill bill inspired design that says PCP underneath Pop Culture Podcast. That one's very cool. I actually just got that in the mail the other day. It is a fucking dope design. There's also a, pop, a PCP Popcorn Bucket um, t-shirt. It says PCP like on the bucket. Looks pretty cool. It has a Pop Culture Podcast underneath. It's only available in gray because I kind of fucked that up Like when I was putting it out there. I didn't make it more than one color. But everything else is multicolor except for the mug. It's just white. But, um, And then there's also a Jurassic Park-inspired shirt. Um, so, yeah, definitely go check those out. And like I said, the new uh, merch items, like the new clothing, it's available in a unisex T-shirt and also a tank top. So I know it's getting into summertime here, and people like tank tops, so... Uh, I put those out there. Hope you guys enjoy them. I think they look cool. Um, and also go like my Facebook page. It's at Pop Culture Podcast Sh once again, or search PCP or Pop Culture Podcast. Uh, one of the two. I'm sure you'll find it. It's pretty easy to find. It has my logo on it. You'll it's it, you'll find it. Okay. Uh, or go to my Instagram. It's uh, Pop underscore Culture underscore Podcast. Not on Twitter anymore, just because Twitter's fucking stupid. But, um, yeah, I think that's it. Um, Thank you guys for listening, and I'll see you next Saturday. Thanks.